0: Welcome to 81 Points, where we talk about all things Lakers, hosted by two guys named Chris. Okay, welcome back to another episode of 81 Points. Um, this is actually episode number 44, which is quite fitting because. Oh. Number 44 just wow. dunked all over us. Yeah. Uh, this past 24 hours. Is um, it really
1: our 44th Yeah, it's bucket. episode number 44.
0: Holy shit. And uh,
1: That's we should have known. Truly poetic right we there. We should have
0: known that number 44 was going to pull another rabbit out of his hat. Um, there was an earthquake yesterday, you know, that kind of shook up LA. Uh, the second of um, the second earthquake in the past couple of days It's a big one, too. Yeah, 7. pretty, 1. pretty big one. Um, but I actually wanted to uh start with uh, a quote. I'm gonna play the sound clip. This kind kind of encapsulates how I feel right now. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> he has been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run up and flat out deceived. That's uh, <laughs> a very famous sound clip from Stephen A. Smith, and uh, yeah, I mean,
1: I think that encapsulates the whole Laker fan base.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, what what were you doing at about 11 p.m. yesterday when the bombshell was dropped?
1: Well, it's funny because uh, I didn't, I wasn't expecting I um, I wasn't expecting news to break today. Because what was that? I think Chris Carter was just a couple hours before said that. You know, not to expect a decision today, right? Um so surprising enough, I, I don't know, I think I was just like chilling in my bed getting ready to sleep, and then I think my sister <laughs> of all people texted me, uh, that Kawhi was
0: uh Even your non basketball watching exact, sister was exactly. caught up in the Kawhi watch.
1: Exactly, show. yeah. Which is hilarious. Yeah, I think
0: I was like about ready to go to bed too, and then I just um I had Chris Carter on on alert. I
1: it, first of all, that is that is so funny that Chris Carter. I mean, he was for the last three days of Kawhi sort of the uh, he he was the most tapped in. So,
0: I have a yeah, I have a theory about that actually, okay. uh, because you're right. I think towards the end of this whole saga, amidst and we're gonna talk about like our opinions on these so-called insiders that just popped out of nowhere all over all over twitter these past couple of days yeah we uh, need to address that for sure we'll address that eventually but uh it appeared that chris carter was like the guy that had the inside track into Kawhi leonard's camp and what they were thinking and uh as it played out i almost feel like he was in on this Mm, interesting like because. This whole week when he was talking on his TV show, he was saying, if I'm Kawhi Leonard, I go to the Lakers. You know, that was was kind of his stance on things. And then out of nowhere, you know, it it ended up that Kawhi signed with the Clippers. Not only did he sign with the Clippers, but the Clippers were able to pull off this trade for Paul George at the same time. Right. And flew completely under the radar. No one had that uh, called going into it. Well... Uh, I mean, going off of what
1: you had just said, though, um, about Chris Carter being in on it, I think uh, we can all agree, I think, right, that, that Kawhi played the Lakers. I quite, mean,
0: quite masterfully. I mean, yeah. you know, well-played, well-played board man. Yeah, he, I mean, he played us hard. Um, if you want to
1: make this, you know, in an analogy of, like, the dating world, like, you know I guess if it was a like a, a girl that was a 10 out of 10 and you know you were a guy uh, you know and you, you know you usually don't you're not really lucky with the ladies and this hot ass chick was just you know giving you all the time of the day and you thought that she was interested this is that moment where you realize She was not interested at all, and you majorly got played for free dinners, free meals, you know, just—I mean, free shit. Yeah, hoodwinked, bamboozled, yeah, (laughs) led astray, run amok. Yeah, Yeah, so all of that—that's pretty much what happened. Because it's not this was not one of those like, oh man, you know, he uh, a player was deliberating and he was having difficulty. You know, making a decision. He was just weighing all the options and he wasn't sure. No, this was him uh, delaying and doing his, doing his part and trying his best to uh, delay any decision making so that it would allow his number one option, the LA Clippers. I mean, it's kind of crazy even to say, to verbalize that, but delay for the LA Clippers to make a move so that he would have a second star to join him uh, yeah
0: and and of course, Jerry West was gonna pull it off oh, you know, without question like if 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 you ever needed proof of how important it is to have a good front office in the n b a uh on top of having good players i mean, this was the classic case right here um so uh <laughs> yeah, how, how how do you feel? How, what's going through your head now? You know, I'm still kind of shook. I, yeah, I it's, mean, it's been it hasn't been 24 hours yet, but uh, we've had some time to process what what's happened. And yeah. let's just let's just first start with uh, the trade and the Kawhi signing itself.
1: Yeah, well. Okay, well, okay, so yeah, there's so much to unpack here, and, and you know, this might be a long one, so get comfortable, because I think we should really uh, talk about everything. Because, I mean, just so much happened, um, but just to trade itself, like, let's just talk, or not trade, but the signing, um, the signing itself, like, you know what's so weird? Yeah, you know, I just said that Kawhi played us, right, and he played us like a fucking banjo, right? But the crazy thing is that I wasn't, and I still, I'm still not, I'm not necessarily like, oh, fuck Kawhi, that guy is just, like, I don't actually really have this, like, extreme entity towards this you guy. You know
0: what? It was, it was such a gangster ass move. Exa- exactly. Exactly. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm kind of, I'm still shook over it. Right,
1: that. like, I, like, when I, when all this unfolded and I, I was reading about how this played out, I was like. Holy shit, that guy's a fucking just cold stone killer. He's a mastermind, too. Yeah, like, it, like I was so blown away at how he did this, like, because, you know, he has this persona. He has got the funny, awkward laugh, um, you know, for so many years, we didn't even really know what he sounded like, even though he played, like, six, seven years in San Antonio, just a really quiet guy, but just the way he went about this and the way he did this, I, I mean to be yeah honest to god I, I anything i was just like holy shit that guy's a killer
0: he is the kaiser soze of the NBA. yeah no for sure and because his, yeah like you said his persona was like uh, a weird kind of enigmatic dude fun guy you know yeah with the weird laugh the story about him yeah. eating those apples and it, none of that translated into him being like this genius mastermind behind the scenes that can pull this move where he yeah. pitted three franchises against each other to ultimately get what he wanted. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, I, I, you know, that was my initial
1: reaction. That And I, you know, just taking myself in a third-person perspective, just looking at it, I was like, I, I thought that kind of interesting that I was like, I'm not even mad at Kawhi, to be honest. You know, yeah. I'm, I mean... To be sure, I'm bummed out as hell. Like this is a somber ass podcast, right? But I was really just blown away at how how he pulled this off. And if but there, don't don't get it twisted, though. There is a villain in this story. And I will tell you who that is. I don't even need to say, and I think you agree with me, too,
0: which is, yeah. I mean, obviously, um, the Lakers front office did not did not help matters here did not help matters for um, sure but you... that's not who i'm talking about though uh, yeah you're talking about genie bus i know that no
1: i'm not i'm not even talking about her
0: actually i uh, mean she okay, is okay the ultimate snake yeah yeah i mean well uh, yeah we'll get to paul george okay. in a second oh okay. <laughs> you just yeah. spoiler alert guys no i'm just kidding yeah. um did you read uh so tanya ganguly uh yeah put out this article about like what happened this week uh, did you happen to read that no, at all? No, I, I think it's just. So written. apparently, um, it was it was reported. Uh, you know, now that everything's done, um, it's come to light that Kawhi met with uh, Genie and Rob the same yeah, day that he met saw with that. Uh, Paul George. I did George. see that tweet. Yeah, and uh, another
1: gangster ass move by Kawhi Leonard. Yeah,
0: yeah, and it it sounds to me like Kawhi as many people have reported this whole time which was unbelievable to uh to my lakers exceptionalism that he wanted to be a clipper for over for for a long time that was that was number 1 on his list yeah. and this week was doing his due diligence that in case he wasn't going to go to the clippers he just wanted to make sure that the Lakers would be an okay destination. Like it almost sounds to me that he was leaving Toronto no matter what. And throughout this week, like yeah. you know, the whole basketball world thought that it was basically between the Raptors and the Lakers where he right. w- what he was going to do. But in reality, it was he was going to come back to Southern California no matter what. Right. And it was either going to be the Clippers where he really wanted to go, or the Lakers, which he would have been okay with. Right. And, the meetings with Genie and Rob, the meetings with Magic, the conversations that he had with LeBron and AD, that was all to make sure that if his fallback, his fallback plan. plan would be acceptable okay. to yeah. him, yeah, um, which is fucking <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable work well, by Kawhi Leonard. Uh, again,
1: though, account. again, like it just shows you what a like what a strange dude Kawhi is. To like want to yeah. be a Clipper, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And I don't care what
0: anyone says. Like to want to be a Clipper is a weird thing to to want. Yeah, describe to people out there that are <laughs> like not from LA. Maybe there, maybe we have uh, people listening that are, you know, not not here. Or didn't grow up in LA. Yeah. What what is it like? What's the what's the dynamic in this city uh, when it comes to Lakers fans and Clippers fans? I mean, well, first of all. I,
1: I get it if you you can be a fan out here of whatever sport or let's say that you know let's take basketball here because we got the Lakers. You can be a fan of a you know, a major team, like so the Lakers, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, the New York Knicks. Um, you know, there's a select few of that that brand where you're kinda like National brands. Yeah, you know, yeah. the Yankees. You're kinda like, come on, this it's kind of annoying to be a fan of a, of a team like that, right? I get that. But the thing is, is that the flip side of it is, is that the Clippers, it's not like the Clippers were just, oh, the underrated team. The Clippers were a shitty franchise, and they still are, to be honest. Um, they've done a lot to fix that, but I'm talking about even when Kawhi was growing up. You know, his years of like, you know, being a, a kid and adolescent and growing up of, as a sports fan, basketball fan, uh, a high school player, the Clippers were just a terrible franchise, you know, led by, you know, the now must, much reported on Donald Sterling, the owner who was like a racist, a terrible owner. Um, yeah, I mean, he he's, he's actually done really shady business de- dealings even outside of basketball with his real estate empire. Um, but yeah, so t- it's it's such a
0: strange thing to be a fan of the Clippers. It's like, it's as if you're like a fan of the Washington Generals instead of like the Globetrotters, basically. I, that, that's it, how I would compare well, like but the, the thing Lakers is, and the Clippers. Well, and the thing is though, like, I mean, I'm not that familiar with the Washington
1: Generals or whatever, but it's like... How good were the generals? Like it's not just about
0: being No, a- well, you know, you know, the Globe Trotters, they yeah, when they play, they always play the Washington Generals and they basically beat the Generals every oh, time. Oh, I see what you're saying. I yeah. see what you're saying.
1: But I guess the thing is it's like even with that analogy, you know what you're getting going into it. Like, it's an established storyline. And with the Clippers, it goes beyond like what this team is. Like the best way I can describe it is like Let's take, for example, the Angels versus the Dodgers, right? Angels, no matter what, no matter how much they will try, you know, they even changed their name to, you know, their city patronage to be the Anaheim Angels of Los Angeles. No matter how much they'll try, Los Angeles will always be the home of the Dodgers. The Dodgers will always own this town, right? However, I can see why someone would follow the Angels because... I mean, it's just it's. They're the Orange County team. Yeah, and you know, and they they still have had great players come up, and they've won a World. They've won the most recent. They've won the more recent World Series over the Dodgers, and so like they've had their time in the sun, and their organization as a whole. It's like there's nothing that was like there was no scandal. There was no like, oh, um, you know, reports of this franchise being just a shitty one. So that's the crazy thing about the Clippers is that. To be a fan of the Clippers is like just a weird, weird thing to do. I can understand that you're not a Laker fan, but to be a Clipper fan is is just it's another thing where I'm like,
0: uh, Kawhi is just he's just such a unique dude. Well, you know, you know, especially like our generation. Yeah, it's like if you have to like purposely uh want to be different to be a clipper fan
1: yeah yeah so it it just
0: makes no natural sense right right and so like it's kind of like you know how you're making the analogy
1: that Kawhi is kind of like kaiser soze um yeah you know and if you're not familiar with it you're listening go watch usual suspects it's a fucking top 10 movie for a lot of a lot of guys out there so check that out but you know for a more recent analogy i would say he's almost like joker he's like fucking heath ledger the dark knight yeah there's a bit of that yeah i mean well. the guy is just like i just you know because any logical guys are you know a player of his magnitude and a player of his ilk will be like hell yeah like this is just championship every year this is the easy road you know yeah so just it speechless man when i saw and i found out that Kawhi was signing with the Clippers. It, it's just it was really really crazy. Yeah, even
0: in the fashion that it, I mean, an 11 p.m. Friday night bombshell, which was, um, I guess, very appropriate for the outcome.
1: Um, yeah. But like you said, I, I think it was orchestrated. and I think I feel like Chris Carter did play a part, and he knew that this was all a ploy to, to just give the Clippers. He had to have. I mean, at yeah, this point, like time.
0: they wouldn't. There were. Absolutely no leaks uh, related to, you know, the potential of teaming up with Paul George. Like, no one knew about that. Um, and then you have Chris Carter that's, like, giving updates. Like, of course, like, I just I just feel like because of the tight-lipped nature of this uh, free agency negotiation, well, the fact that they let Chris Carter in on it, like... Right. He must have known. Of all the, of all the voices, bit. right? I mean, yeah. there
1: were, I know there were some things about how, like, they shared the same agent, things like that. But it's like, come on, right? Yeah. 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 Um, but, you know, the other thing I was going to say was, like, um, it, I, don't know, I don't even want to say it's tight-lipped. They purposely leaked a lot of stuff to make it seem like they, he wanted
0: to go to the Lakers so you think I, um, I think that I think so so you think Because uh, Chris Carter after the announcement, he sent out another tweet saying that the fact that magic uh his meeting with magic the information from that meeting was leaked that didn't help the Lakers case so do you think that I think magic that was just to rub that? it I think that was just to rub it in uh I mean oh are you
1: asking who do you who I think yeah because you know it came out that. Oh, I the think Magic, magic was that. pulled out yeah. of
0: church to talk to Kawhi. Yeah, that.
1: I think Magic leaked that for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, we know who Magic is. This is a, hes an egomaniac, you know. He wanted to—he wanted to get his credit for having brought
0: Kawhi to LA. Yeah,
1: and that's that's textbook Magic, you know.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so we can we can put that to bed. Yeah. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about. Um, the ultimate snake in all of this. <laughs> Paul George. Yeah. Before we, before we go, go in on PG, because I know we're going to go in on him a little bit here. Oh, let's, look, let's look at the trade. That, I mean, when I think of uh, the trade between the Clippers and the Thunder, like, this is, if there was ever a win-win trade, this is the win-win trade. Because not, not only, of course, the Clippers, you know, they, they made this trade to get PG and Kawhi. But mm-hmm. on the flip side, the amount of picks that OKC got, and they got what uh, SGA, SGA and Gallinari, yeah, amazing trade for but, OKC too. But you know what? I
1: that 100% agree. But I I feel like I still would rather have the Lakers haul than this, wouldn't you? Like Brandon Ingram's got star potential. Lonzo Ball, like, would you have? S, would you take SGA over Lonzo Ball? That's uh... debatable, right?
0: It's it's debatable. It's debatable,
1: I, and I also feel like Lonzo has a higher ceiling. You know, he may not reach it. He has a higher ceiling, but he has a higher floor too. For uh, for honest. sure, yeah. for sure. Um, but a lower floor. But you, say. but you, you know, you you got to say that Brandon Ingram has the highest uh potential out of both deals, right? Yeah, I would. So, I would agree. And you still got picks out of that too.
0: The Lakers gave away three picks and. Two pick swaps and the Clippers gave away uh five picks and two pick swaps. But again,
1: how many of those picks are gonna be lottery picks? Cause Lonzo was a number two pick. Brandon Ingram was a number two pick. You also got the number four pick. I mean so you got three top five picks. But you have
0: you have Sam Presti making the calls and he's known to he's had a history of um oh, he's, doing really well in the yeah, draft.
1: He's a yeah, he's a good GM. So, I mean, I would have loved him to be a Lakers GM. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of
0: course. So, um, I mean, we're we're we're
1: we're nitpicking, but obviously, they're both phenomenal halls. and yeah, this is an incredible haul for. I mean, the fact because one thing you want to we need to point out too is that AD and Paul George they're not even the same stratosphere in terms of talent level. You know, I, I know. Okay, Paul George had a good year last year. I know he had a phenomenal <laughs> year, uh-huh, yeah. but. 10 out of 10 times, you're choosing AD over Paul, Paul George uh, in any, any franchise-building scenario. Sure. So, yeah. Um, yeah, the haul to get uh, Paul, you know, you got from Paul, Paul George is, is
0: incredible. Yeah, and that, that, uh, that makes this deal even better for OKC because they gave up uh, not as good of a player as New Orleans did. Right. And they got this incredible haul back. I mean, this team was staring at mediocrity in the face for like the next, I don't know, five or six years. Or oh, whatever. but
1: but didn't they have unfinished business
0: though? I mean, Did, I thought you know, you know, you know, to quote, they had a strong brotherhood. To to quote Paul core. George,
1: you know, they had unfinished business though. I, I I'm so confused.
0: I think his uh, four part uh series uh the journey is on youtube if you want to watch that still oh for my God. shits and giggles but uh yeah let's talk about paul george for a second huh i mean here's the a palmdale
1: guy... native the supposed laker fan i mean Kawhi leonard i think it was well established that he was not a Laker fan growing up well paul george was a laker fan growing up yeah
0: he, and uh in the past uh three seasons he's uh Bailed on two franchises while, uh, spurning another in the process. Yep. Uh, awesome player for sure. Top 10 player in the league, probably. Um, injury concerns. Well,
1: top 10 sure. this past year, but before that he was a top 15 player, probably. But okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, either, either way that's arguable. Um, okay. you, uh, uh, you know, he has, he's just coming off of, uh, shoulder surgery, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Everybody knows about that horrific leg injury that he suffered uh, years back. Um, he's definitely got some mileage. Yeah, and uh, he's some dings. Who's to say that he's not going to want out of uh, the Clippers, <laughs> you know, in the future? Because he's clearly shown to be a dude that has zero loyalty. Yeah, can any franchise trust a word that he says at this point? Uh, I don't trust his ass. Yeah, I mean. Let's let's go over all his snakey,
1: snakey, snakey, snakey snake, snakey snake moves. All right, Uh, yeah, on and off the court. On and off the court. All right. Uh, Snakey snake move number one. All right. Uh, Paul George tells the Lakers, "Hey guys, don't trade for me because I don't want you guys to strip your team of assets um, when I get when if I if I were to go there in a trade because." I'm going to sign there anyways, guys. So don't trade for me. Snakey's snake move that. number one right there. Because we all know what happened. He re-signed with the OKC
0: Thunder, right? Well, yeah. He didn't get his wish uh, to be traded to the Lakers. So uh, what ended up happening was he was traded to OKC. Right. Okay. Which now... I mean, well...
1: He didn't, even he, the me- he didn't even afford meeting with the Lakers, by the way. Um... Yeah, but continue. Continue the time Snakey Snake number two, which is what happened right now. Um, you know, after the many uh like you like you mentioned, the documentary, uh chronicling his decision, uh, for coming back, uh, quote unquote unfi- unfinished business, um being just dapping up his
0: his quote unquote brother, uh Russell Westbrook. Um Don't forget to throw in that uh second straight first round exit too. Exactly. Um,
1: But yeah, you know, just brothers for life, you know. Um, Throwing a party um, on his decision to re-up with uh, The Thunder. And then meeting in the back channels in the fucking, you know, just secret secret alleyways of la cienega or fairfax <laughs> wherever they met wherever they met in la you know hanging out with Kawhi leonard to orchestrate his move out of it, uh, okc
0: that's saying snake, snake move number two i mean people were shit talking ad this entire past season because he demanded a trade uh with another year still left on his contract well you know what paul george uh, one upped him because he demanded a trade with two years left on his contract. Yeah. Um. Did you see the tweet that the mayor of Oklahoma City sent out today in reaction to this? No. What do he say? I mean, he he basically gave a very classy message of like, we thank Paul. Was, he gave us unbelievable memories. But he he started off saying that we we live in a time where uh, stars are free agents even when they're not wow which is a very wow very true and poignant wow okay uh, message there all right
1: all right i see you i see you
0: and that's you got
1: the eye emojis on that yeah got the that's emo- exactly
0: <laughs> that's exactly what uh happened here with okc yeah. but you know i don't i think thunder fans they're probably feeling a little shitty right now but if you're if you're an OKC Thunder fan, you gotta feel really good about what you got. Yeah.
1: There. Okay. So, like in the hierarchy of, of, uh, you know, fans, or in the hierarchy of how shitty you should be feeling, at the top of that list should be the Laker fans because we lost out on Kawhi, and we really had nothing to show for it for losing out to Kawhi. Because what about uh, what about Toronto? No. Raptors? And I and I will get to that. Okay. But number two, um. It should be Toronto, because I understand you did still lose Kawhi. But number three is OKC, because you were not going to win a championship anyways. That was not going to happen. And instead, you got a sweetheart of a deal for Paul George. Yeah. Um, but I will say, back to circling back to what you were saying, um, I'm not being biased in saying that the Laker fans, they got the shortest end of the stick. Because here's the thing. No matter how, you, how much you feel about Kawhi, no matter how much you hate on him and how shitty you feel about him right now, you got a championship. That's it. Full stop. Yeah, Toronto you mean, yeah. right? Yeah. You got a championship. You got a ring. You got a chip out of it. That you will do a hundred out of a hundred times. Every single twice on Sundays. Every single time.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, not to be cocky about things either. It's uh the, the level of expectation in the two fan bases is different too. Like... Sure. You know, Tor- Toronto Raptors fans, they probably feel the way, like, I probably feel about the Dodgers. Yeah. Which is like, I just want to see one. Right. I just want to see one championship. Right, because we haven't been able to, we haven't been able to experience... Yeah, we know, yeah. whereas, you know, us Laker fans, yeah. it's like, no, we gotta, uh, we're, we're trying to build dynasties right. Like, constantly. Right. You know? But
1: even with all that, you know, like... Yeah, you know, you have never had a championship, you know? Yeah. And to have a guy come in his first year, come in and deliver on that, deliver on, we probably will not have, we do not have Toronto Raptors fans listening to this. But (laughs) honestly, though, like, you will never, you know, to any Toronto fan out there, you will never forget these memories that Kawhi gave you. The buzzer beater. You know the the final that I mean I will never forget. I'm not even a Raptors fan. I will never forget his ten an,
0: straight. It was an incredible. His run.
1: ten straight points in what was it? Game five. Yeah. Um. His performance. It's just he he and, and you can say whatever you want to say about Kawhi, but he laid it all out uh, in these playoffs and he delivered. And so Boardman delivered and he brought a ring. So no matter what. You still got a ring out of it. And, and, and to, the, to the Raptors' credit, like, I see fans, like, and I saw the owner, like, you know, people on Twitter, like, they're not even mad. And they shouldn't be because Kawhi delivered, you know? Kawhi brought them a, a championship. So they're they're definitely behind the Lakers because with the Lakers,
0: the Lakers got fucked. Like Yeah, I mean, uh, the reason they got fucked was because they had all this cap space, exactly, and then they just let all the free agents sign exactly. get signed by other teams. exactly. And now... I mean, it, no, if we had known what we know now, 100%, we would have
1: over, probably even overpaid for Patrick Beverly. Because you take away uh, a strong, strong starter from the Clippers, you know, and add to our team. Yeah. You would absolutely overpay for Patrick Beverly if you knew that Kawhi was hell-bent on going to the uh, Clippers. So, yeah, the way this played out was, again, you know, Heath Ledger, Joker, Kawhi
0: Leonard was just... (laughs) He played us hard, you know? Well, Beverly got offered 3-for-50 by SAC. Do you think the Lakers would have matched that? I think so. I, am and I'm, I'm only saying this if we knew,
1: you know, if we had a fucking crystal ball, you know, I, I think so because, I mean, we would have offered that to to Patrick Beverly. He may not have been the option number one, but we would have offered, you know, the moon to, D'Angelo Russell. I know he ended up getting traded, but you know, we would have, we would have gone hard for Jimmy Butler without a doubt. You know, if we knew that uh, Kawhi Leonard was not realistic, oh my God, like. Th- and and Ramos said right now, if we had Jimmy Butler, Anthony Davis, and, and uh, LeBron James, I don't care how much of a head case and how much drama there is on that
0: team, I would go to war with that versus Kawhi. And yeah, Kiki. but I don't think Butler was ever a realistic possibility, though. Well, like, seeing how seeing where he ended up. I mean, that's that may be true, but
1: at the same time, like, you, I don't know if we would ever know because it was clear we were clearly sending the message that look, why all these guys are cool. Our heart is set on Kawhi. It was Kawhi or bust. Yeah, I mean, it was Kawhi or bust. It,
0: it was Kawhi or bust, and um, I, I still, yeah, of of course, like, you know, our opinion of our the Lakers front office is not is not good right now for <laughs> sure. But uh,
1: you're I, saying I, you're I, saying I, I can't
0: I, we can't blame them for going after Kawhi. Of yeah, that's I, what you're saying. Yeah, maybe, maybe it, it's. I think it's fair to say it could be fair to say that they should have seen the signs coming. You know.
1: Yeah, I uh, don't know.
0: Unfortunately, but it was a risk. It was a risk that the Lakers had to take, and I I kind of understand it. That's why. That's another reason why I'm not like too mad at Kawhi right now.
1: Oh, I'm not mad at Kawhi at all. The no. the
0: the most of most of my vitriol is towards Paul George because <laughs> he's screwed us over twice. Yeah. Uh, I know you don't like Jeannie, and oh, that is the, the understatement the,
1: of the year. The, and
0: I think the reason is because she's her, she burned that bridge with Jerry West, right? Yeah. Well, that's not
1: the only thing. Okay. Um, so should we talk about Jeannie Bus now? Because yeah, this falls squarely on
0: Jeannie Bus, hundred percent. Um, i mean you were you're were sending me some very hey now hey now hey now hey now that's that's let's not go into that let's not go into that that was the heat of the moment
1: that was the heat of the i moment. was like whoa that was heat of the moment however I, I,
0: my heart was hurting for genie hey, when i
1: was reading those however, however that sent me as, as Stephen a would say however um i i mean look i it it squarely lands on genie bus because this all happened this the way this transpired the the reason why we're sitting here with no Kawhi Leonard on our team you can trace it all back because Genie Buss made
0: that decision to not bring Jerry West back I mean I uh, I there's a potential counter argument to that but um,
1: okay I mean, I'm willing to hear that I'm willing to 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 be convinced otherwise but that is the reason why we're we're not sitting here with Kawhi Leonard because at the very least, we'd be in a much better position, that's for sure. Because what Jeannie Buss did was she unnecessarily put us in a precarious situation. Unnecessary gamble of putting first-time executives in Magic Johnson and Rob Polinka in a in a time in our history, in our you know, in our Laker timeline here that it was so crucial to have a an experienced and extremely like adept front office executive.
0: That is for sure her fault. Yeah, so no question.
1: You know and yeah. and I get it. Like if you didn't want to go with Magic Johnson, if you didn't want to go with Jerry West,
0: then go Dave- with David Griffin was there.
1: David Griffin was there. Yeah. Uh David Griffin was there. Hell, this is a thing. And I keep bringing this parallel with the Dodgers. You know when the Dodgers finally got bought out and they 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 got rid of that Terrible owner Frank McCourt. What what the guy, uh, what the front office, or I guess the owners, the the the, the brain trust of the Dodgers. Uh, what they did was they're like they scoped all of baseball and they said, who can we bring in? Who's doing cutting edge uh, shit in the league right now? Who is leading everything in like in terms of like uh, you know the new era of stats and player evaluation all that. Who's doing that? And they scoured the, all of baseball, and they came up with Andrew Friedman, and they said, we need to get him at all costs. That's what we need to do. You contrasted with the way Jeannie Buss dealt. She said,
0: uh, we need a." She looked in
1: her phone book, basically. She looked in her phone book, and she said, "I need a, I, want to keep this within the, I want to keep this in the family, the Laker family. The Lakers is a family. We need a familiar face. We need a guy. I don't care about his experience. I'm not going to scour all of NBA and look for who's the brilliant mind, who's the future of, you know, like, I would have given Daryl Mori a call. I don't know if we would have been able to pry him away, but I would have done my darnest to get him. I would have looked at Masai Ujiri. Like, Masai was a hot prospect even before this championship, you know? Yeah. Um, you know you would have you had to have looked everywhere and say I need to bring these guys in to revamp this franchise and like bring us to the forefront you know but Genie Buss didn't do that so this is this squarely lies on her shoulders and she that's the
0: reason why we're here you know well so let me tell you the counter argument all right I'm ready to hear that uh, while, while I do fully agree that it was her fault that we had such a such an inexperienced and I guess dysfunctional front office Uh, blaming Jeannie for not getting Kawhi Leonard Mm -hmm. the argument can be made and I I didn't I didn't believe this too much but I'm starting to believe it more is that Kawhi just simply doesn't want to play with LeBron I think that's true I think that I think that was a big that was a
1: big big thing but I gotta say, like that's the power of having an having a front office executive that knows what he's doing, especially for a guy like Jerry West. Jerry West is the kind of guy that can bridge that vision, that can bridge that. He is a guy who would have been able to. I'm convinced he's in. He's a guy who would
0: have been able to sell Kawhi. Yeah, you know I what mean, I mean. That's that's. I mean, we can only speculate, but yeah. I mean, I. I mean, I, you look I at his tra- You look at his yeah. track record. Jerry West has never missed... He has never struck out on getting his guy. Well, there was that tweet that Tim Kawakami uh, put out. And he said that Jerry West, as a front office executive, was able to recruit Shaquille O'Neal to the Lakers. Yes. Was able to recruit Kevin Durant to the Warriors. Yes. And now was able to recruit Kawhi Leonard to the Clippers. Yep. Which makes him the GOAT. Oh, executive, and he was a goat
1: before this. Yeah, he was a goat before. So your so
0: your so. your theory that he could have smoothed things over to convince Kawhi to 100%. team up with Lebron, hundred percent. Yeah, but without but without Jerry West, there was no. I don't. I don't think there was a way where anyone could have convinced Kawhi to pair up with Lebron. Yeah, at, least that, Lake, uh, yeah, at least nobody and, on the the Yeah, and, and
1: that, that's a good segue to another topic that we should cover is this whole, you know, that was a factor into his decision. Yeah. Is that Kawhi probably didn't want to play with LeBron. But I will say this, so probably because Adrian Wojnowski, if we, if we
0: remember that infamous tweet, tweet Adrian Wojnowski. He's said, had a lot of infamous tweets. Oh, the the Kawhi wants to be a. Laker. He said that Kawhi
1: Leonard was hell bent to come to L. A. Yeah, I mean, and I will say, like, it, you know, I would question if it was any other guy, but and and I and I shit on him, and we've shit on him because he he's he's lost a lot of credibility in this 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 pre-agency uh, season. But when he reports things in terms of like. You know, the desires and the intents of certain players, he's pretty spot on. And I would not doubt him on that. That's not something you you would necessarily doubt. Especially because of his hatred towards the Lakers, right? His bias towards the Lakers, Uh right? So for him to say Kawhi Leonard wants to come to LA, he probably tweeted that with gritted teeth. (laughs) He was probably pissed off about that. Yeah. So that, I mean, that in itself is kind of a,
0: I mean, that's an admission right there too. Well, the thing is, at the time of that tweet, the, the Clippers were really not going anywhere. You know, and again, episode forty-four. You know Jerry West; he was able to orchestrate all of these little moves, so he did. to to create a an exciting up-and-coming roster. They made the playoffs. Well, again, you know? again, that's the thing, and and that's why, and that's why
1: I'm still blaming Genie for all of this because, you know, we talked about it at Nazim, but. We still got to bring it up, you know. The whole thing about how a great GM is worth his is worth his value by working along the margins. Being able to, like, trade up. Being able to find the value in the bargain. Yes. Yeah. And that's what Jerry West did during this whole two years. Yeah. I mean, if the Clippers were ass right now, like, Kawhi wouldn't have come. No. He, he did the whole... He traded a whole fucking paperclip... And made his way all the way up
0: to, to Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. That's what he did. You know, the the Blake Griffin trade, as cold blooded and as fucking savage as that was, that ended up helping yeah. the Clippers. And then he flipped Tobias Harris for yeah. you know, Landry Shamit, a couple picks. He traded Chris Paul to get Montrez Harold Lou Williams. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and that's the makings of the GOAT executive right yeah. there. Yeah, and you contrast
1: that. You contrast that with a guy like Rob Polinka who, what did he do?
0: Yeah, so what What did Rob, well, that's a good segue because now I want to talk about, <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about the aftermath now, okay, of, of the Kawhi and PG pairing. Um, the Lakers, obviously, after, uh, you know, being left at the altar, they had, 32 million dollars in cap space to to fill the rest of their roster because they still had what like four guys on their team at that point yeah so uh once that news broke out um let's just go through a couple of these signings yeah. or, or all the acquisitions so far yeah. um so even before so before uh Kawhi made his decision uh the lakers signed jared dudley to a veteran minimum co- contract which I'm okay with. I like it.
1: I I mean, Jared Dully is a guy that you hate on other, on other teams, but if he's on your team is a guy you love. That's just, I hated his ass and I'm pretty sure I'm going to end up loving him on the Lakers. Yeah. He's like the guy that will
0: fight the opposing player that steps to your star player. He's like, yeah, he's, he's kind of like Patrick Beverly in that sense. Yeah. And he can shoot, he can shoot threes, you know, 40%. So I I was, I, I was good with that signing. Um, they also signed Troy Daniels before the Kawhi signing to a one-year Vetmin Rum deal, which I've, I don't even remember ever seeing him play. I don't know who he is.
1: I, I, to be honest, I didn't really know about him before
0: we signed him, but I saw his percentages, and I was like, all right. Word on the street is that he is an excellent three-point shooter, sure. but is horseshit at everything else. So <laughs> Which...
1: Is a theme. It yeah. has been a theme this we'll, year. We'll see if we'll see what
0: he does or how he contributes to the Lakers. Um, I'm not really counting on much. So those are the acquisitions prior to um, Kawhi signing with the Clippers. So after that, almost immediately, uh, the Lakers signed Danny Green to a two-year, thirty million dollar deal. I'm a fan. I like Danny Green. So you like that? You like that pickup? I do. They I beat I out mean, um, who did they? They beat out somebody. Some other team offered him. I think Dallas offered him three for thirty-six. Right. So they beat him out with a, a higher yearly salary. Right. I I I I like the deal. I like Danny Green. I'm well, a fan. As of him. we'll reveal, like where <laughs> would we be? Where would where would this roster look without Danny Green? You yeah, know? I, I like Danny Green. So that was a good signing. So yeah, so that happened. And then moments after that, um, maybe the most head-scratching pickup of them all. Well, there's going to be quite a debate on which one's the most head-scratching pickup. But uh, moments after Danny Green uh, was announced, uh, it was announced that KCP was coming back on a (laughs) two-year $16 million deal.
1: KCP is... The Lakers' herpes. <laughs> he is. He is he, he, they just cannot get rid of him. He is a guy who keeps showing up every every year. Every time you think you've cured yourself of KC, KCP's, KCPs, he keeps flaring up. KCP keeps flaring up, and we got another flare up this offseason. Yeah. To his credit, he chose the right agent. That's all I'm going to say. Well, he hitched his wagon to yeah, yeah, to LeBron and, and
0: company. So, so KCB's coming back. Uh, after that, it was announced that, that Javel's coming back on a two-year 8 Yeah, how deal. do you feel about that? Um, well, I think now that we know who, who we have on the team, I'm okay with right. JaVale coming back. I mean, he... Look... He's he, great for like 15 minutes a game. That's what I'm saying.
1: He went from... Our starting center to our third third string essentially
0: second and third string. Well, okay. Well, I mean, okay. let's table that discussion okay. right. because right. right. we're already talking about. Okay. I'm wondering who the I'm wondering what the starting lineup is going to end up looking like. Mm. So let's table that. All right. So after McGee, uh, then I think starting from this morning, um, Quinn Cook was picked up. On a two-year, $6 million deal? Yeah. Are which you expecting like, much out of him? I mean...
1: He, I think I, he has good playoff experience, which Yeah, I, something. I mean, he's he's a great shooter. I, I love his shooting, but the guy is... Uh, another his defense... Uh, another
0: three and no D <laughs> three player. Three and no D, man.
1: That uh, the Lakers picked up. He is so bad defensively. Like... The numbers are unkind. A, there's so. a reason... There is a reason why that guy was available still. Like, look, if he if he could play even a lick of defense, he probably wouldn't even be available right now. But so I, I mean, I'm okay with it because look, last year was all mean team, you know? Yeah. And this year the it was obviously a, a a focus on shooting, so whatever, you know.
0: Yeah. And then after Quinn Cook was probably the best pickup that the Lakers had post uh, post eighty trade, yeah. which was Boogie Cousins. Love it. One year, three and a half million dollar deal. Fucking love it. I, so I think. Um, I'm, I'm hype about that. I'm pretty hype about that too, because let's face it. He didn't look too good in the finals, but. Honestly though, okay. He looked okay though. It, he had spurts where he did look, go, he did look good though. And he had spurts where he looked in I, over sure, his head. Sure, okay. But I think the main reason was because during the finals, he was, what, uh, 15 months removed from tearing his Achilles? Right. On top of that, he tore his quad in the first round. Right. So he was dealing with a shit ton of ailments yeah. at the time. Yeah. So what is he going to look like once he's more removed from the Achilles tear and once he's fully healed from the quad tear? And, uh, you know, during the regular season uh, last year, his numbers were pretty good, actually. I, I
1: love the signing. I fucking... And I've... You know me. I have been a huge DeMarcus fan for many years. Yeah, we've like, we've,
0: had, we've both had a soft spot for Boogie. Yeah.
1: You know? I, the guy is... He's tough. He's, he's got moxie. He is a fucking gamer. Like, uh, he doesn't give fucks. You need guy If you want to win a championship, you need guys who don't give fucks. And he gives zero... Um, he's got none to spare so demarcus cousins is it, the unfortunate thing is he does bring a bit of baggage he's kind of a head case i get that and and uh, honestly i feel
0: bad for frank vogel because he's got his work cut off for, for sure <laughs> but he has other he has a staff of uh former head coaches too yeah so maybe that'll um, count for something yeah
1: but you know all, all things considered especially after the fact that we lost on out on Kawhi, like I love the deal. I, I love it. And, yeah, DeMarcus Cousins, I welcome this guy with open arms. Because even, look, he only played 25 minutes a game last year, and his numbers were spectacular for 25 minutes a game. Even right. coming off Achilles. Yeah. Fan, like, spectacular. So
0: His production didn't really fall off that much from pre-Achilles right. terror. When you look at the per minutes uh, right. production. Right, right. So yeah, awesome signing, but I will I do have to note that um so it was reported that the reason why the Lakers were able to sign boogie Cousins <laughs> yeah, was so because, do we Rob for that? <laughs> was because several Lakers players reached out to him, including uh former teammate Anthony Davis. I'm sure LeBron made a call, yeah uh so before you give Rob Polinka credit on this one, just Be- know that the players basically recruiting are you him. are you, you want to quote Harvey Keitel from uh, pulp fiction before we start sucking each other's dicks yeah.
1: let's let's not get carried basically, away
0: basically basically <laughs> all right so boogie cousins that's great news uh and then you know we did end up bringing rondo back the one guy that you didn't not want to see i fucking hate that signing on a 2 year deal i fucking hate it so between um i think I think it's going to be between Rondo and KCP for worst worst acquisition. So which one would you rate as the worst acquisition?
1: Oh, 100% Rondo. And and, and this is a guy who I'm with you guys. Whoever's, you know, all you Rondo's guys out there listening. Rondo's worse than yes, KCP all you guys, at $8 million a yes, year. Yes, all, all, everybody listening in, like, I'm with you. I despise KCP. I, I, I can't stand him. But still, it's a better signing than Rondo. Because Rondo is no longer. You cannot win with a guy like Rondo anymore. The league has changed. The game has changed. You, he is a no shot and now no defense player. He, he's, he's, all he, he's just a really good passer and does nothing else. Does nothing else. And he's also a head case. He's also a guy who's, if you're not winning, you got problems. You got issues. So he's just not worth it, you know? Um, and he's going to steal minutes from guys like Alex Caruso, who
0: I just, I want to give yeah, him that was every the la- so chance. So that was the last uh, pickup so far was yeah. Alex Caruso on a two-year, $5.5 million deal, which yeah. I think we're both thrilled about. Thrilled, for sure. Uh Oh, by the way, it it was um I think it's official now that 80s Laker. So that's good news. Alright, there we go. Um so let's talk about the starting lineup. Or even the depth chart if we if we can for okay. a minute, okay. I have I have my desired starting lineup. Okay. And then I have my expected starting lineup. Okay. Okay. In an ideal world, if I get if I had to choose, I would start Alex Caruso, Danny Green, which will not happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert: I don't uh, think that's yeah. gonna happen. So I would start Alex Caruso, Danny Green, Kyle Kuzma. Danny Green will definitely start. Yeah. yeah, Kyle Kuzma, LeBron, and I would put AD at the five. What I think is gonna happen is Rondo. Green, LeBron, AD, and Javale. Yeah,
1: I. So you wouldn't start Demarcus? Marcus? You don't think he's going to start too? I feel like he needs to start.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. and granted, it's up for debate. Granted, how
1: is Anthony Davis at the at the four? Though I'm not. Hundred
0: percent familiar with his performances. I can. Four. I think he can do it all. Uh, true. <laughs> I think he can do it all. Yeah, and, he'll and be it, just fine. Yeah, and that's that's his, that's his preferred position.
1: And if that's the case, then I say uh, put Demarcus at the five, AD at the four, and then uh, yeah, slot everybody over. Like, yeah that that's the that's a team that this is just gonna score at ease.
0: You know, it the the one interesting. Predicament, I think that this team is in right now is Alex Caruso. Like between Rondo, Quinn Cook, and Alex Caruso, I almost feel like, and we're gonna see, you know, the acumen of Frank Vogel through based on how he decides to distribute the minutes amongst these three guys. But if it was like Luke Walton, then it would have been like. (laughs) Crusoe gets like five minutes a game and then yeah. he would basically play Rondo and Quinn Cook the whole time.
1: Yeah. Um it's it's gonna be hilarious when uh, if Alice Crusoe becomes like this legend in the I mean movie, he's a you know? he's a
0: cult hero right now. Yeah, already, Righty,
1: right? But it's gonna be hilarious if this dude emerges. Because honestly, I and I tweeted this, but I feel like it's his looks that is the reason why this guy, you know, he the can, bald Mamba. Yeah, he looks like a fucking forty-two-year-old accountant. Like, just,
0: just, hey, Caruso, just, just let it go.
1: Yeah, I mean, just and one of ball. our, yeah, one of our followers is hilarious. He he tweeted, and it was, it's so true though. The dude needs to just shave his head and like go with like a total like bald, bald look, and like you know improve his image. And then once he establishes himself and himself and gets some like you know consistent minutes. Then he can go back to this look, but there's some truth to that, you know. Um, but honestly, like I'm a believer, and I, I honestly really hope that the Lakers give him a really honest, really good uh, chance to to win that that starting role because Rondo and Quinn Cook, I mean, those guys are that's bench fodder right there, you know. Our 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 weakest position is. It's not even close. It's, you know, we're really bad at point guard. And I was reading around about some people saying that we should try to get um, Dragic. I would
0: fucking love that. I don't know. It's. The likelihood it's, is it's probably. Well, yeah, it's impossible. Yeah. Because right now, the only tradable assets are Kuzma and LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not going to work.
1: Well, okay. Would you trade Kuzma for Dragic, though? I I don't know. I might well, have to... Well,
0: you, you can't... It, that doesn't work either because the salaries don't match. Is Draugers making a shit ton of money? Uh, yeah, I mean, significantly more than Kuzma. Probably. Kuzma's a steal right now. He is, he is. Yeah.
1: And I know, I mean, I know our listeners fucking love Kuzma. I mean, I love him too, but yeah.
0: I mean, a lot of next season is going to hinge on how much Kuzma Without moves. a doubt. Without a doubt. This guy... I have a feeling Kuzma is
1: either going to be a laker hero and our like absolute favorite player because he like you say he's an x factor or there is going to be a lot of blame placed on his shoulders like
0: if he can if he can one shoot the 3 at the rate that he was shooting his rookie season 36 plus and and just become plus. a serviceable defender. Which is would a be tall order. A massive improvement right there. And Which, that would be very encouraging. And also would
1: play, put us in a really good spot to win a win a ring. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, um that's a good segue into the last kind of topic that I wanted to discuss today was how we match up with the Clippers. <laughs> amongst <laughs> other things, is uh just the overall landscape of the NBA now, as it stands, um, God, I'm I'm bummed, man. I'm bummed we
1: didn't get Kawhi. Well, <laughs> I'm in my feelings
0: right now. Know, having having LeBron, AD, and Kawhi would have been pretty fucking unfair. But life is unfair. Yeah, and I was gonna say so. though,
1: I I think I, I gotta believe. You know, there's this whole thing about how like it's the the Lakers against the league. I gotta believe that. Hmm. I no. I gotta believe that 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 came into the thinking of Sam Presti though. You know what I mean? That's partly why he made that deal. That he's oh, like, I think I think that had
0: very little to do with it. I but...
1: don't know. See, because what a lot of GMs will do, and it's, sometimes it's a mistake, kind of like what happened with, um, you know, for example, Kawhi even when he was in San Antonio. But a lot of teams will be like you know what, we're still going to roll with a disgruntled player to see if we can iron this out. And it wasn't like Paul George was saying he was dis- disgruntled. You know what I mean? So I, I got to believe that Sam Presti was also like, fuck the Lakers. Because the idea of, come on, Kawhi, LeBron, and AD,
0: that is instant chip. Well, OKC's, That's instant chip. I mean, OKC's not in a position to contend right now, and they're still not in a position. Right. So I I I I just don't think that played into his thinking because he got back a shit ton for Paul for one player. So I think so. He was like, saying, I, I, what I'm thinking was going through Sam Presti's head was hold on a oh. second,
1: hold on a second though, hold on a second.
0: So you're you're saying with the
1: way let's say okay with the way the landscape of the NBA was right. Yeah. With how the Warriors were, they're pretty much dismantled, right? The Beatles, the Warriors, the Golden State Beatles are dismantled, right? So it's a pretty wide open, right? Yeah. Because Kawhi not going to the Lakers, all right? That landscape right there, as it is, it's a wide open thing, right? Wouldn't you still say, I think that, that Paul George, Russell Westbrook,
0: contingent has a chance? No. Really? You don't think that has a chance? They got bounced in the first round twice. Yeah, but, I mean, that may be true, but it's... The other teams got better.
1: Yeah, I don't know, though. Like, it's, it's more of, like, we're possibly uh, maybe a small piece or, or here away from
0: making it a championship squad. Because the blueprint is still there. You still got two stars, right? But I think Sam Presti is a smart GM, and he knows the writing on the wall. I don't
1: know. Like he's,
0: he knows when to cut... A good GM knows when to cut his losses. And two first-round exits... They would still have to contend with, you know, and we'll talk about who the contenders are. But teams like the Rockets, uh, the the Utah Jazz got a lot better. So you think Um, Sam Presti was like this as it is right now? Paul
1: George, Russell Westbrook duo cannot win a championship. Yeah, I think
0: that's what he believed. And I mean that's fair. And on top of that, he thought that he had, you know these gigantic albatross contracts that he couldn't move like who's gonna take stephen adams contract nobody who's gonna take russell westbrook's contract Uh, that remains to be seen but it's arguable that he has maybe one of the two worst contracts in the nba right now wow between him and john wall
1: damn you know, that
0: super max contract is crippling if it doesn't work out though wow that is from coming from a ucla Bruin right now he westbrook is going to get paid what 47 <laughs> million in his last the last year of his contract yeah um which by the way they're there it's it's out that you know okc's trying to shop him as well, and they're looking for Yeah, I mean, I understand. To... I mean, you you essentially raised the white flag when you gave away... Yeah, Balls so or... I... You know, I don't... I, I do think that there are certain teams that are... that would love to screw the Lakers, which includes, you know, the Clippers, the... I don't even
1: necessarily the think the Spurs. so. Spurs. I mean, but
0: I don't... I'm not even
1: necessarily saying it, it's they want to screw the Lakers. I think it's more of like... There's got to be some play in it, too, where it's like... It's fucking unfair. You, because the league is so geared towards, like, as long as you have the actual talent, talent always wins out in the NBA. If you got the stars, you're going to win a championship. And the idea of Kawhi going to the Lakers would have meant instant championship for the next three, four years. You know. Yeah, and, so, but I
0: think some teams do plan out for, like, five or six or sure, seven years sure. down in a row. I think it's happening in OKC. Right, OAC. right. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, so contenders. Yeah, let's talk about the contenders. Um, I think according to Vegas, so once the Kawhi and PG news dropped, uh, that vaulted the Clippers at the top of the line in in terms of the Vegas odds. Uh, I think things have evened out a little bit now that, um, you know, we see more of how the Lakers team looks. Yeah, I think. The last I checked, What's the, the Lakers and Clippers were tied for the best Really, spots. that's interesting. So they were both around like plus three fifty or something like that. Okay. Um, I took a quick look at the league as it stands right now, and I, if yeah, ha- I asked myself the question like, which teams believe that they can win the chip this yeah. upcoming season? Yeah, and I came up with. Up to eleven teams in the league. Right wow, now that that shit probably is, think shit, that they have a legitimate. Shit shot is wide winning. open right yeah. now, and I'm not even. I didn't even include the Raptors because they're not. I oh, think they're out shit. of it now. Yeah, that's true. But again, this is Kawhi Leonard essentially. He was Heath Ledger right now. He's a Joker. Yeah, I mean, look, there's tremendous balance in the league now. Um, He's an agent of chaos. He yeah. just,
1: he just fucking.
0: Yeah. So, so I, I, I want to. Um, List off these teams. Okay. And um, obviously, these are teams that I feel like, in their minds, they think that they're contenders. Well,
1: first of all, I want to know, though, who do you, I mean, I, unless you want to cover that right, you know, later, but who do you think is the team to beat right now?
0: I would have to say the Clippers.
1: Oh, man. Doesn't uh, it hurt you to say that? Because I feel the same way, though. It's
0: true, though. You got to give Jerry West credit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and here's the reason, though, right? And we, we talked about this offline, though. Here's the reason why the Clippers are the favorite, though. That defense, it it's a fa- it's a fucking banger. That defense is fucking monster. You got Kawhi, two-time Defensive Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. You got Paul George, who is, a, as much as I hate his ass, phenomenal
0: Defensive Player. First-team All-NBA.
1: Yeah, and he was a Defensive Player of the Year finalist last year, right? Yeah. Um, you got Patrick Beverly, who is, uh, you know, gotta say too, he's a phenomenal uh defensive player as well. Um uh, Harrell is great. Um, uh-huh. so you, uh, <laughs> that team defensively is
0: incredible. Um, and they have, they have three players on their team that can score like twenty five, just buckets a night, buckets. Yeah. Right. Uh,
1: Kawhi Leonard, you don't gotta even talk about him. Paul George, great offensive player. And you got Lou Williams,
0: who is a walking bucket. You know, it's it's a rare it's a rare moment where a franchise adds two superstars. Well, okay, one and a half because I know how you feel about PG, but <laughs> let's just say <laughs> one a and star, a half. He's a star though. He's a star. Okay, two stars. Right. And at the same time maintain their depth. Right. I mean, we kind of saw this a couple of years ago when they added K- when the Warriors added KD it's kind of that level of a seismic shift i i would feel you yeah. know and vegas knew what they did and vegas knew and they they uh, calculated that accordingly yeah. so so i would i would say the clippers are the favorite right now yeah um which and, and that is that a is fucking <laughs> twilight zone shit
1: thing to say yeah and, and that is a reason why the one reason why I've, i i i'm like compelled to hold back on like feeling like the lakers should be the favorite because don't get me wrong I, i'm 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 still feeling good about our chances. yeah, I, I'm, I, I still
0: like our chances. yeah,
1: but sure. and you know, we talked about this offline, like I the, the defense is bad, the defense is so bad. and I know you tweeted out an interesting
0: you know little Yeah so stat, uh, 538, you know, the analytics uh, website, site. they they posted a very early um, 2020 regular season projection and they posted the top 10 teams according to the analytics and how the rosters look right now. Yeah. And uh, the, the top seven teams ranked as follows. So you had the Sixers at number one. Which I believe.
1: They, Very, believable. Very they, believable. They did a solid job re, just retooling.
0: That 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 lineup
1: is fucking
0: massive. They they bounce back from the Jimmy Butler thing like with yeah a lot of grace. Yeah. So the Sixers are number one. The Rockets are number two. That the, I mean, the Lakers are number three. I'm not worried about the Rockets. P.S. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been well documented on this podcast our opinions <laughs> on the Rockets. Uh, the Lakers are number three, which is shocking. Which is shocking. But okay and they were sh- even more shockingly ranked number two in defense. Shocking. Uh, the, Shocking. The Warriors are number four, the Bucks are number five, and then six and seven are the Clippers and the Nuggets. Okay. So according to the analytics to the numbers or whatever, for some reason they have the Clippers ranked sixth. On defense? Overall. Oh, overall. Okay. On defense, they're actually ranked 17. 17? Yeah. Which Holy I think um, that's shocking too. Here's something to think about though. It's like, yes, their wing defense is like insane with Kawhi, Paul George, and Patrick Beverly. Um, let's let's just take let's look at the let's do a look ahead at the Lakers Clippers matchup, okay? Because that's yeah. what we're going to do anyways. That, I mean, that's that's what everybody came here for. The Lakers are going to have a front line of Boogie Cousins, AD, and LeBron. Now, looking at the Clippers' roster, I mean, they just resigned uh, Zubats to a, a four-year, twenty-eight million dollar deal, which is like bad deal. I feel happy for him personally, but it's <laughs> like if if I'm a Clippers fan, I'm like scratching my head a little bit about that move. Yeah. That's uh, a, that's a, they've been feeling themselves a little way too much and they yeah. just fucking were like, we got were, They, they were, were drunk in euphoria and they decided to, uh, you they know, had their fucking, an olive branch to, uh, they had their fucking bots. Oprah moment. They're like, you have a contract, you have a contract, you get millions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, they still an A plus off season, but that was maybe their one blip. Um. Yeah. Do, do the Clippers have the front court to defend Boogie Cousins and AD? Yeah,
1: I, I, that's interesting. I, I agree, though. Like I think the Lakers match up with the Clippers really well. You know? Like in an, in an
0: ironic twist of events. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, the Lakers match up with. Because there is nobody in fucking hell that can match up with AD. AD is a nightmare.
0: Yeah. I I mean, let's there's just no talk thing, about there's no one you can pick up, what maybe Giannis. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, let's just let's just talk about who uh, let's say even just teams but also players, who can uh who can like who can stop AD? Or who can let's say okay, no one's going to stop AD, but who can actually like you know, do a decent job on AD? Not get worked? Yeah. Like, okay, maybe yeah, Rudy, Gobert, Rudy Gobert, Rudy Gobert maybe? He's Defensive Player of the Year, right? And he's the center. Mm -hmm. Possibly. Maybe Clint Capella. I I feel like he would feast on Clint Clint Capella too, right? I think so. So there's only like two, three players that can even like just hang with the guy, right?
0: I mean, I will also, um, I'll throw Embiid in there only because he can score on the other end. So it might, that might be a balancing each other out type type of deal. But bottom line, they're not on the Clippers.
1: No, no one's on the clip. No one on the Clippers is a guy. I don't see Mantras Harold ding up Anthony
0: Davis. No, and I'm and I'm
1: a Mantras Harold. Yeah, Harald, I like, love. I like yeah. Mantras Herald as a player. Yeah, but he he's he'll get feasted on by AD. Yeah. So, and on the flip side, yeah, Kawhi and Paul George will definitely get their buckets, but it's it's just more believable that we can neutralize those guys versus who on their team can neutralize
0: uh A D. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's gonna be an interesting um what do we call it? Like a freeway series? It's not a freeway series, it's a, It's a hallway series. Hallway series, yeah, yeah that's right. Uh I I tweeted this out, so I mean I'm gonna guess that Lakers Clippers is gonna be the Christmas game this uh, upcoming that, that's, season. Yeah you can book that, yeah. Um, sure. so that'll be a nice uh <laughs> Nice thing to keep an eye out on, but let's so I so the list of eleven teams. I just want to list them out, okay. and you can tell me whether or not they are legit contenders. Okay, all right. Um, I I already brought the Sixers, and you already said that they're legit. I think they're the hundred percent legit, hundred percent legit. Right? You would say they're the favorites in the East, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks. I think they're yeah. still legit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to give them a chance. Would not
1: be surprised if they came out of the East. Yeah. Not be surprised.
0: I named two other teams in the Eastern Conference. Okay. The Brooklyn Nets and the Boston Celtics. Nah. Nah. You don't think they have a chance to come out of the East? Nah. The Nets, not, the next year, they are they don't have KD. So. And you hate Kyrie as much as Boston Celtics fans hate Kyrie. I, look, hold on a second. <laughs> Let, let's back this up. I do not hate Kyrie.
1: If anything, I'm amused by the guy, his pseudo intelligence, and his just his fucking silly ass comments. I find it more entertaining than anything. Um, I would have welcomed that guy with welcome, you know, with just big arms. Like he he would have been amazing uh, on the Lakers. But you know, I I don't necessarily hate him.
0: He's kind of a he's a goofball. But Lakers fans need to applaud him actually because he's single handedly. Took down the Celtics. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I have no ill will towards them. But
1: look, they're not going to come out of the East because they don't have KD. Um, And you're not going to be, you cannot, you cannot win a chip right now without at least a second star. Yeah. You know, so they're not, they're not contending this year. There's
0: a possibility that, you know, someone like Karis LeVert or Spencer Dinwiddie takes another step. Yeah, it's just highly unlikely, in my opinion.
1: what was the other team you mentioned? Uh Boston. Nah.
0: <laughs> nah. So they basically um They don't got the star power. They replaced Al Horford essentially with Ennis Cantor. With, and I love
1: Ennis Cantor, but that guy is not does not his talent his talent level does not match his mouth and his uh you know. I like the Moxie on um, Yeah, do, do Cantor, it as Moxie. Right, so. I, I would have loved him on the Lakers. Yeah. But. And and they replaced uh, Kyrie with Kemba Walker. Which is a great replacement. They, they, If anything, they could probably improve um, with a guy like Kemba. But no, you don't have a second superstar on that
0: team. Who, who do you think has a better uh, team between the Celtics and the Nets? 100% uh, Celtics. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because they got the better...
1: Well, yeah, I think they got the better coach. Um, I think their young players are going to take a step forward now without Kyrie on the team. You know, because that team suffered because... Kyrie was on that team for the for a big a, a big factor you know mm-hmm. so yeah I, I, honestly I don't think the Celtics can be discounted but they're certainly not the favorites in my opinion I think it's going to be a two-team race it's going to be you know you mentioned them already the Sixers and the Bucks um yeah, I feel like you can say the Celtics are a dark horse but yeah those are the two teams from the east I would say I would actually
0: take the Nets over the Celtics What? You, man, you are giving Kyrie some credit right now. Well, yes, I am. I'm also giving credit to their young players, though.
1: Yeah. I mean, look. Maybe.
0: maybe. Kemba Walker, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward. Would you take that, or would you take Kyrie, Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie, Jared Allen?
1: Uh... Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. I mean, on paper, I guess, but I I wouldn't give. I still, I, Brett Stevens is a great coach. Yeah, he's you know? a great coach. Yeah, he's 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 been kind of shit on this past this past season, and but I I don't buy it. I think he's a great coach, and I think they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna do much better this year. You mean all the
0: Gordon Hayward dick writing that he was yeah. doing? <laughs> yeah.
1: And look, and I'm I would love to see the Celtics fucking become a you know middling team so i would love to see the nets outperform them anyways but i, I just don't see it
0: yeah they're there i mean they're staring at three four seed yeah looks like yeah so it sounds like amongst these four teams the realistic contenders at this moment are the sixers and the bucks basically yeah for sure with an edge to the sixers i guess we would say for sure okay things get a, things get a lot more interesting in the west i would say now oh yeah it's just it's still a death row so uh i listed seven teams in the west right now which <laughs> sounds insane because there's only eight playoff spots but uh we already we already uh talked about the lakers and the clippers obviously they're contenders yeah they're 1a and 1b yeah i you could make a
1: case for either
0: um the next team i would say is uh the utah jazz yep i they're, they're a fucking squad. They have a fucking roster. Yeah. yeah, very like a super deep team. Yeah. You know, they added another score in Bogdanovich yeah. to go along with uh, Donovan Mitchell. They basically traded, swapped out Ricky Rubio for Mike Conley, which is like amazing for them. <laughs> it's a huge upgrade. Mike Conley is an underrated player. Underrated. Um, defensive... if you were to, if, let's say if you
1: were to put Mike Conley on the Lakers right now, I'd go to fucking more with that.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's, Especially given the current state of the point guard position. Yeah, with no, I,
1: but I would feel like that's a chip right there. For at least one year. One year, that's a chip. He would
0: go in very nicely with LeBron. 100%, yeah. yeah. So,
1: you know, you cannot sleep on Mike Conley. That that addition was insane.
0: Yeah, and, and they have, you know, Gobert, who is the reigning defensive player of the year. Yeah. And uh, a guy who I think gets slept on a lot... Um, who's built a reputation for being uh the snake pg's nemesis joe
1: ingles (laughs) i fucking love joe ingles a
0: a nice a really nice piece and i love him even more now yeah Yeah.
1: uncle joe hell yeah
0: so they they got a squad legit squad squad. we're not even talking about uh donovan uh oh no wait i'm
1: thinking fucking i'm a little inebriated right now no
0: no i mean i did i I did say donovan okay yeah um but the, yeah, the you let off with that. Okay. The Utah Jazz have a legit squad. Okay. Uh you have to also throw in the Houston Rockets in there because now which is kind of funny because uh, I've been shitting on the Rockets, you know, for as long as this podcast has been around, quite <laughs> frankly. But uh Yeah, you know the only the only thing that's kind of gotten in their way these past couple of years are the Warriors. And now the Warriors are nowhere close to being what they've been. So it'll be interesting to see how Houston does this year. or uh, Next yeah, year in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. I mean, so are you going through based on your rankings though?
0: I'm not really ranking them. Okay. Just, they just came off. is just kind of off the top of my head, okay. but it does kind of end up looking like a rankings,
1: I guess. I don't, I don't know, know I mean. because he's, well, all right, go go. keep going with your rankings, I guess. Cause the Rockets to me are all in purposes. Like
0: they're dead. They're, they're out of it. Yeah. Yeah. But. Okay. Um, next, I have. Uh, well, I I listed out the Nuggets. Oh yeah. They sure. were um, you know they were the two seed this past year. Yeah. Um, gave uh, Jamal Murray a ridiculous extension. <laughs> I ridiculous. mean, guys that have never made an All Star team are getting max extensions nowadays. Yeah. This is the state of the NBA. Uh, what? Oh,
1: you know, almost a. Uh, a quarter of a billion dollars
0: or at least a fifth of a, mil- a billion dollars yeah it's insane they uh there there was a lot of hype about michael porter jr coming back and how right. he's gonna affect things but he's like i guess hurt again not yeah. playing in summer league yeah it's unfortunate um yeah so the nuggets are there uh, i mean but you know i would take the nuggets over
1: the rockets
0: i, I the- mean that's that's fair yeah it's fair uh the next team I listed was the Portland Trailblazers. Another team I would list ahead of the the Rockets. Interesting move in picking up Hassan Whiteside. Yeah. And also when is Nurkic supposed to come back? I don't know. I mean he basically had a Paul George type injury yeah. okay. late into the season. Yeah. So. I, I would put them ahead of the Rockets as well. So That's that's fair as well. And yeah. then uh the last team I listed here, which I'm um, kind of second guessing at this point, <laughs> are the Warriors. Uh,
1: if Clay yeah. once
0: Clay comes back, it's gonna be interesting to see how they yeah. perform. I, I don't know;
1: they're they're a bit of a wild card. Like I could see them. To be one hundred percent honest, I and I would hate that because I fucking hate the Warriors, but I, I wouldn't be almost wouldn't be surprised if they were in the thick of it, you know unfortunately you know yeah because you know they still got a great coach in steve kerr and they they still have a they still have a good number of like they still have a lot of talent on that team
0: they were um heavily pursuing alex caruso were they prior to him getting that uh lakers two-year contract yeah that's
1: a good sign um but yeah i i think yeah, that, that roster still has a ton of talent. They have
0: four All-Stars on their team. Yeah,
1: for sure. So, I I don't know. I think um, you really can't sleep on them. And and I'm going to say this, too. I'll still take that team over the Rockets as well. I'm slotting the Rockets. They, like, they, I mean, you're basically putting them at a seven seed. Yes, I am. Because, look, I. this is the thing about superstars, okay, is that they become amazing until they're not. And that's what happened with Chris Paul. Chris Paul was amazing, and you were like, "Damn, this guy is still the Chris Paul of old." Until he was not, and last year he was not, and and the likelihood of him becoming the going back to Chris Paul of old is highly unlikely. Now it's it's gonna get ugly for that team. It's gonna get ugly for them.
0: So you guys all have to throw him in as one of the worst contracts in the league. Yeah, for sure,
1: for sure. So you know, like it. They don't I I don't even count them as having two stars. I count them as having one superstar in James Harden and we already have just talked endlessly about playoff performance in James Harden, but you know, that second star in Chris Paul is is just hugely dimmed, you know? So I, I can't see him bouncing back.
0: Okay. So, amongst these 7 teams, how many actual legit contenders do you think there are in the west so just to recap you have lakers clippers jazz rockets nuggets blazers warriors it almost sounds like to me you're really just counting three teams here yeah i think so yeah lakers clippers and
1: jazz i'll say lakers and clippers and that number three spot almost could be filled by multiple teams you know what I mean like I I I don't know if I can outrightly say like it's got to be the Jazz or it's got to be the Nuggets you know what I mean like I feel like it's such a toss-up for that spot but that team that emerges will be a legit contender yeah um I just think the Lakers and Clippers are so clearly at the top there so
0: okay yeah um it's it's very rare it almost never happens that there are even five legit contenders in oh, the season. You extremely know? rare. But usually
1: um, you know who's gonna
0: win a championship. Right. Usually it's well for well, the past three years we've known quote unquote known that it was gonna be the Warriors.
1: Yeah, you know? and, and honestly, you do know for the most part every year. And and look, this past year, and this is a guy who even before all this Kawhi shit happened with, you know, the Lakers and Clippers, I was a Kawhi fan. Look the Warriors were gonna take that. If uh, given a healthy Warriors roster, the Warriors were gonna win that. Yeah. Uh, let you know. Don't get it twisted. Don't get the this narrative narrative changed. You know. Don't like. Don't misunderstand the the situation and how it unfolds. Like, the Warriors were gonna win if they were all healthy. Yeah. So, that's just the mantra in the NBA, and it hasn't
0: changed yet. So, um, yeah. The. It was reported that Kawhi actually reached out to KD before he reached out to yeah, uh, and
1: you know I thought that PG'd. was bullshit. I thought that was bullshit, and now I'm thinking, damn, that was probably true.
0: Yeah, that was probably true. So this whole it's I, it's kind of funny because this whole time, before last night, I was thinking, God damn it, if KD didn't tear his Achilles, the Warriors would have won, and then there would have been no question that Kawhi would have come to the Warriors. <laughs> But now it's like, man, if KD never got hurt and the Warriors won, we could have seen a Clippers team with Kawhi and KD, a healthy KD, instead of Kawhi and Paul holy George. Holy shit! And then man. if that was, if that would have happened, holy shit! I mean, I we might have canceled this podcast. You might have just <laughs> said this is the last episode ever. Holy shit, man! So it's just so funny how things. Come yeah. to light, you know. Yeah, yeah. But that—that's a scary thought. That is a fucking scary thought. That that sobered me up real. Quick. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, going into next season at this very way too early uh, prognosticating moment, there looks to be about five actual contenders that we're saying. Yeah. Uh, and 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 one thing that
1: I want to make sure. Uh, we also cover and and that we we I we need to make sure we talk about this. Okay, um, is that if you're listening, right? Um, and there's one thing that I learned right now from from this my experience in this whole free agency season, and we talked about it. My appreciation for LeBron James. <laughs> I'm a fucking LeBron stand now, like. I am all... You
0: re- ready to call yourself a bronze sexual?
1: Fuck yeah, I am <laughs> a bronze sexual. Like, if there's anything you've learned right now, like, look, the way Kawhi played us, the way he just, he, I mean, he, he fucking played us. <laughs> I don't even know how else to say. He played everybody. He did. But he played the Linkers in particular, like, he, yeah. he made us look like fools. He kind of embarrassed us, to be honest. Um... And you contrast that with the way LeBron came to L.A. I don't care if he had ulterior motives, which he did. He wanted to, he had his whole, uh, he had his other, like, intention and, like, he had his other whole Hollywood. venture, right. yeah. he had Right, he had that in mind. He had that in his set. And I know, like, he also, he didn't do himself favors. He, he kind of did some shitty things with the whole uh, Rich Paul and the AD and the way he handled that. I get that. But the fact that he was like I want to be a Laker and I'm coming to LA And he was determined And he, and he came to this shit show of a franchise Right now Because look it is, a, it is a shit show right now With what's going on in that front office Yeah, And the fact that he's, he was still like I'm coming to LA Because you contrast that with the way Kawhi just fucking used us You gotta be a LeBron fan right now Like there's nothing else Because look we could have ended up With nobody right now Because if LeBron's not here, we don't get eighty. We don't get Boogie Cousins. We don't get eighty. We don't get Boogie Cousins. We don't get any of those guys. Yeah. So, look. If you're feeling whatever you felt right now because, you know, you felt dirty about being a LeBron fan because you were a Kobe stan, you got to put that aside and realize, come to the light right now because LeBron is a fucking Laker and he wanted to be a Laker. He came here and we got to appreciate
0: that 100%. Yeah. I mean, as it stands right now our best front office executive is le gm (laughs) (laughs) like without a question yeah so we are entirely relying on him right now to to carry us to a championship yeah and if and when he does that we need to celebrate that yeah he he deserves right He does. He deserves all the accolades. He deserves his number to be retired. Yeah. All that shit.
1: And and here's another thing too, okay, is that the stakes just got higher. Okay? Because let's say the next four years how it unfolds, the Lakers win whatever. I don't know how many championships the Lakers could win, but let's say they, they do win. That is a chip that is not no longer on the table to be won by our little brothers down the
0: hall. Yeah, I mean I wouldn't I would not be I would not want to be a member of the bus family that allowed the Clippers to win a championship on their watch. That's a fucking yeah, that that's
1: terrible. Yeah. Um so yeah, the the stakes have gone higher, you know. So if LeBron delivers a championship, he delivers a ring to the Lakers. You know, he extends the lore. And then he keeps the Clippers at bay. He keeps he keeps the little brothers at bay. That I mean, you are a Laker great. Yeah, <laughs> I'm ready to label him a Laker great if he's able to do this. You know, he's yeah. got you know, but he's got to do it. You know, but um, I just got to say, I I became a I appreciated LeBron James, you know, after all this shit unfolded with Kawhi Leonard. So, and if you're
0: listening, you gotta appreciate LeBron more too. For sure. I'll say it one more time. He's the only thing that's keeping this franchise afloat at this moment. Yeah. For sure. And I don't want to, you know, bring up, you know, more negative thoughts (laughs) of the future, but I will. We also have to think about... The fact that AD is actually a free agent after next season.
1: Yeah, and nothing's a, nothing's and a guarantee anymore.
0: Not anymore. If we, have, if we had Kawhi, that was that a would, guarantee. That, yeah, that would have been money in the back. We, but yeah, you never know what's going to happen with AD, too. I mean, if, if we're looking at a second straight disaster season, then I can totally see AD walking away. Yeah. So, thank our lucky stars for LeBron as it stands. Uh... You know, I do want to bring one positive that's come out of this experience is that we don't have to spend any time listening to these fucking so called insiders <laughs> on Twitter anymore. You talking
1: about the nephews?
0: Yeah, all the all the wannabe wannabe woges and wannabe Shamses out there we saying that even... they have sources, saying yeah. that they have insider information, like. I don't need you. I don't need you in my life ever again. Like, Damn. get the fuck out of here. The salt is real right now. Like, oh, it's just shit. like that's doing, doing this shit just for clout, just yeah. for your fifteen minutes of fame, and that's just hilarious. you know, playing around with Laker fans' emotions. Um, I am so glad that we can finally put them to bed and never listen to them again. Yeah, you
1: know, I think that changes a lot of how like things are going to be re- uh like receptive now, you know. This
0: is a big dub for uh the uh mainstream the sports, blue checkmark sports the, media. the blue checkmark uh yeah. uh reporters cuz yeah. had had one of these nephews outscooped like a Woj or a It would have been crazy. It would have been crazy. It would have been crazy it's And true. that could have changed a lot of shit. Yeah. Potentially. But um yeah dude i'm so sick of these fucking little kids saying (laughs) thinking that they have like the inside track into what kawhi leonard is gonna do that
1: that yeah the nephew insiders that was short-lived yeah
0: they had their moment i mean Um, they rose real quick and then uh yeah I think almost yeah. all of them have deleted, their, <laughs> deleted their Twitter accounts. So yeah. uh, so, rip. Rest in peace to the uh, the nephew inside. Not us. even rest in peace, man. I would oh, fucking shit. bury you in the ocean like <laughs> Bin Laden style, dude. <laughs> just dump you, dump oh, you in the ocean. Shit. Just sail away from Damn. your ass. Okay, okay, all right. So good thing is we don't have to. F five season is over. We don't have to. Yeah, Listen I mean, to these idiots this anymore. Is this is
1: our roster. This is what
0: we're going. More. Well, there's still with? two more spots available. Yeah, that's true. Um, we mo- we might save him for like the buyout market. Right. I know a lot of Laker fans are still wanting Iggy to come to the Lakers, but it seems like the Grizzlies are not willing to just buy out his contract. That would be sick. Um, that would be great. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I, it- it's safe to say that we have a pretty good sense of what the team looks like heading into next season yeah um so yeah i mean i think like a lot of the sports media members out there i think i need to take a break as a fan <laughs> you need to take a break from f5 it's, season it's it's been an exhaustive past week i mean i feel kind of emotionally drained yeah for sure throughout this so yeah. Yeah, rest easy. I mean, it look look. It's, the, at the outlook end of, is still good. Yeah, at the end of the
1: at the end of the, the day, we still got a solid roster and we're still one of the favorites to take it all. Yeah, I mean and that's I all know, we can ask for. You know? I know,
0: like, I know, it's it stings as hell knowing that Kawhi Leonard is on the Clippers, but I think the moment that we see LeBron and AD play together, yeah, that's gonna um, it's gonna ease a lot of things. Put a hop in our step once again. Yeah. So, with that said, let's try to enjoy the summer. We can go back to our lives now, thank God. Uh, but there's a, lot of, there's a lot to be optimistic about as, to look forward as, to. as Laker fans. You know, yep. We don't, we don't want to be uh, the gloom and doom Laker fan podcast. At the no. same time, we don't want to be sunshine pumpers either. So, we keep it real here at 81 points. Uh, and we say, you know... We're optimistic about our chances of obviously we want, we wanted that instant chip feeling, but uh,
1: yeah, it, let's, we'll, we'll just put it at this though. It's going to feel that much sweeter though. If we win. A, if we went and chip this, it'll, it'll feel that much sweeter. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, LeBron on, you know, the most rest that he's had in over a decade. Yeah. So with that said, uh, we'll end the podcast here. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, we'll, Check back in with you next time. Thank you for tuning in to 81 Points. We are a Los Angeles Lakers podcast hosted by me, Chris Lim, and my longtime friend and co-host, Chris Lee. If you like what you heard, please hit subscribe and leave a rating or comment. We'd love to hear your feedback. You can get more episodes of 81 Points on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.